Welcome to another installment of the Disinformed Podcast. Uh, as you can see by the title, this is part three of our conversation on the D&D OGL uh, 1.1 controversy. Uh, you can watch the previous two parts uh, before this one to get a good idea of what we're talking about. Um, yeah, enjoy. I Before we go into too much, I want to end the podcast with our predictions because i feel like that would be really interesting based off of everything we talked about and we've been talking about this for about two hours now uh (laughs) so i well why don't you open with your prediction michael i'll follow and then we'll let the expert well i want to hear i want to hear if there's anything else that she wanted to talk about first before we still gotta call bullshit on wizard statement (laughs) oh shit you're right i completely (laughs) forgot about that but yeah we'll we'll go into it there's not too much more that there's new stuff that happens every day like trying to keep my my little note section updated and like sources and stuff it's just oh i thought i was done with this and what I was going to talk about. Nope, something new today. Which is why, I, <laughs> which is why I think it's it's good that like we're doing it now after it's been out for a while. So a, like, but stuff was most, happening even today. Exactly. <laughs> like we got a good chunk of stuff, and if we need to do an update later on, then we can. But like that is kind of like we we have a good we're at a good place where we can do a great summation which you have done an excellent job doing of everything that has come up to this point which to just peel behind the curtain it is the 18th so you know if the company just somehow explodes and implodes tomorrow on the 19th whoopsie daisy but like based off of where we are now (laughs) i feel like this is a great summation of everything that has gone on and if we need to do an update a part whatever because i'll probably split this up because this is i'm not well, giving, to this stage, i am yeah. not subjecting people to a two-hour episode i've done that too many times already i'm not doing that again so after the leak that happened on the fifth i had mentioned that dnd beyond did tweet on the 10th that they would release a statement soon in regards to the ogl and one it came almost a week after the leak you you would think if this leak was incorrect this wasn't a real thing they would say something about it sooner and they they took their time it was just radio silence from hasbro wizard of the coast and dmd beyond and dmd beyond was an odd choice for this communication to come through because as i had mentioned before they are a recent acquisition of wizards of the coast and they are probably most likely not the driving force behind these changes to the ogl uh, so it's it's just odd to me. Again, it's very suspect why they would be the ones leading the charge on this announcement or, or making any kind of statements in response huh. to backlash. That is weird. It feels really scapegoaty to me. Mm, like direct everyone's hatred to D and D Beyond, as opposed to the people that own them. It's very weird. Mm-hmm. and the executives that are making these decisions in those other companies so yeah yeah, that's another thing that I'm just like mm, bad taste really weird don't like it uh, the next thing to happen that just added fuel to the fire was on the 12th when the Wizards of the Coast employee leaks started happening uh, a alleged employee, I say that because we don't have like their name or anything, they're hiding their identity so they don't lose their job. Understandable. Uh, understandable. In this economy, you need a job. <laughs> um, In this economy? Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that's, that's where I was going with it. Um, but they sent out an email to D&D content creators and community leaders regarding how leadership was handling the backlash and if this is like a legit employee, we really have no way of knowing. The people that reported on this said they confirmed with multiple sources that it is someone who currently works for Wizards of the Coast, and we we just have to take them at their word. It's just another point of broken trust here. Uh, the leak says, and I quote, 
Um, I'm sending this message because I fear for the health of the community I love and I know what the leaders at Wizard of the Coast are looking at. They are briefly delaying rollout of OGL changes due to backlash. Their decision making is based entirely on the provable impact of their bottom line. Specifically, they are looking at D&D Beyond subscriptions and cancellations as it is the quickest financial data they currently have. They are still hoping the community forgets, moves on, and they can still push this through. I have decided to reach out because of my time at Wizard of the Coast. I have never once heard management refer to customers in a positive manner. Their communication gives me the impression they see customers as obstacles between them and their money. The D&D Beyond team was first told to prepare to support the new OGL changes and online portal when they got back from the holidays, and leadership doesn't take any responsibility for the pain and stress they cause others. Leadership's first communication to the rank and file on the OGL was 30 minutes on January 11th, 2023. This was the first time they even tried to communicate their intentions about the OGL to employees, and even in this meeting, they blamed the community for overreacting. I will repeat. The main thing leadership is looking at is D&D Beyond subscription cancellations. Now. So this. I mean, I can so, see why, because like even in the group that I was in, several people are like, yeah, I'm not renewing the subscription. I'm going to cancel it as soon as my subscription runs out. So like in a way that does make sense to see like immediate impact because you're not going to see book sales like the. Like you're not going to see those react like the reaction the to numbers that from that yeah, yeah you don't get real time that, figures like, every quarter or something yeah. I would imagine it's not like, like okay they get how do we report. perform this yeah they don't get a report every time a book is sold <laughs> that leak from the employee that came after they had released their statement is that correct that's before so they okay. they tweeted on the tenth that they were going to release a statement soon. On the 12th is when this employee leak happened. And like they were all, people were already canceling their subscriptions and saying, you know, I'm going to jump over to Pathfinder before this. But once that employee leak happened, people were canceling their subscriptions in droves. Like that's all my timeline was on any social media platform is just all these people confirming, here's your cancellation screen, here's your cancellation screen. That's all it was. Wow. It was like a mass exodus. Um, And, I think later there was a report that they had supposedly lost 40,000 plus subscribers. And that came this week that that was reported. So it's a lot. That's honestly, especially those are people that pay for their subscription, right? So that like, I don't know what the subscription is, but that's already going to be at least the money from one publishing company that's at that you know 750,000 tier because you're looking at 25% of that that <laughs> it's 2.99 a month for the base tier so there's okay. the free version and then the I base have. tier is 2.99 a month and then the one that's supposed to be like for dungeon masters you have unlimited characters you can share content that you've purchased with your party all that that was 5.99 a month so this is probably in the ballpark of 100 and Fifty thousand ish dollars a month, a month that they'd be yeah. losing, yeah, potentially yes. And yeah. that is at least one uh, publisher that's about the the limit of the tier to get into the expert tier. Yeah, I mean, assuming um, these people didn't come back uh, and were going to keep it, then you know you just lost a couple million dollars a year. So it definitely has has an impact and it makes sense that like you were saying michael why that that would be what they would initially be checking because that's the easiest way to get real-time figures of the impact that this would be having um there was another employee leak too on that came on the 13th in the form of a draft faq that was supposed to accompany ogl 2.0 i haven't seen this i've seen snippets of it uh the people that were that it was sent to were saying like we talk to lawyers we think that there's wording in this that could potentially reveal who leaked it so we're doing it in snippets we're not Mm. releasing the whole thing okay so that's that's smart yeah i didn't and because of that and because i haven't seen the whole thing i'm not focusing too much on it it did double down on the deauthorization of the original ogl as well as the royalty structure and that was last friday now three hours after that last employee link is when 
they wizards finally made a statement through D&D Beyond. That's also the day that the OGL was supposed to go into effect. Uh, there was a canceled uh, D&D live stream on the 12th where they were supposed to <laughs> announce all these changes and go over that FAQ. And it was okay. just like, bye, we're not doing it. Actually, yeah. no stream today. <laughs> um, I wonder why. Hmm. And then the next day, this, this, um, this statement was made. So it did roll back many of the changes that people had problems with, but the wording of it doesn't leave a good taste in my mouth again seems very gaslighty and there are some straight up lies in it so now the fun part <laughs> the part that we all love lying Ooh, uh, i'm going I'm to read you the statement in its entirety i'm going to try to do it with the least amount of sass that i can because like i said this did <laughs> not when i was reading it the first time through it did not feel good to me i was like this is Come on, guys. This is not who works for their PR department. They're they're doing a bad job. They need to be fired. <laughs> this job was bad, and you should feel bad. Yeah. So I'm gonna try to do it with minimal sass, if not any. And yeah, just you know, call bullshit. Just scream it out. What what doesn't feel genuine? What sounds like lies? <laughs> just you know, okay. follow your heart. Okay. And they said when we initially. Bleh, bleh, Words, when we initially conceived of revising the OGL, it was with three major goals in mind. First, we wanted the ability to prevent the use of D&D content from being included in hateful and discriminatory products. Bullshit. I don't think they gave a shit about that. <laughs> I See, I disagree because this that's what I was talking about where I was thinking they want oversight of how their product. So I agree with it because that, that was what I was thinking that they wanted. So I would say that that might actually be accurate. I would be a lot more on board with it if there was some major case of like this D&D group that was just being way too racist or something like that. Like usually when people are like, well, we got to moderate things now is usually in response to some sort of controversy. Well, like, that was back in the day. Now a lot of people try to be proactive because of all the controversy that's happened. Now what I will say is we'll find out the next two points here, but what I what I will say is that I suspect that neither of the next two are probably the real one and this being number 1. Number 1, we wanted to make sure that you know our content was used in a hateful way. Uh I would say number 1 is obviously money. <laughs> we wanted to yeah, do this because like, we want money. <laughs> I so. really don't think that that like sure yes it's good to make sure that the things that you your brand is associated with doesn't have you know anything that is problematic sure I would argue that that wasn't there at all justification or reasoning behind it I would say it's probably one of the reasonings but like I would say that all the next two probably we'll find out but I'd say the next two probably fall in that same category of like oh this is nice but I think the end all be all is just, oh, we just wanted money. We could okay. get royalties. We could own stuff. We just want the money. But but also it's nice to, you know, not have hate because if, if our stuff is associated with hateful stuff, then that would mean controversy, which would mean backlash, which would mean oh, less money. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Capitalism is the root of all evil. Uh, second, mm -hmm. we wanted to address those attempting to use D&D and Web3 blockchain games and nfts by making clear that ogl content is limited to tabletop role-playing content like campaigns modules and supplements and third we wanted to ensure that the ogl is for the content creator the home brewer the aspiring designer our players and the community not major corporations for their own commercial and promotional purpose unless your name is hasbro <laughs> that must have taken so much so much out of you to say that with a straight face. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, wow, I'm impressed. I, I was, I, I was crossing my eyes during that when you were saying that. I was like, I, duh, I can't, I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to say that straight with a straight face. Um, so, oh, yeah, it's all about the home brewer. It's all about you. You so about points the little a camera. Guy. Yeah, it's exactly. About the little guy. It's about you, the person listening that actually buys stuff from us. That's right. Not us. It's never about us. It's always about you, the customer. And since y'all are 
are not feeling very good about this first paragraph and the bullshit there within, it is important to note that they don't give a fuck about NFTs, especially Hasbro. Hasbro released Power Ranger NFTs. So, oh my god, bullshit. I was gonna say that is the only <laughs> that was the only one I could be like because there have been cases like the one I can think of off the top of my head was with um, Tolkien's uh, estate. Uh, where there was a group that tried doing uh, Lord of the Rings NFTs, and the token estate was like, no, we have ownership of this IP. You are not making money off of this. Uh, that's the first thing that comes to mind. I know there's a bunch of other ones. I didn't know Hasbro went into uh, like the Square Enix of it and were like, oh, we could let's get into the blockchain. Sure, why not? I didn't know that. Dumb. <laughs> Stupid. Okay. Sorry, continue. I got to get my straight face back on. <laughs> uh, driving these goals were two simple principles. One, our job is to be good stewards of the game. And two, the OGLs exist for the benefit of the fans. Nothing about those principles has wavered for a second. That yeah. is why. Our... That's right. Not Sorry. for a second. <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to stop like comp, like complimenting your, your poker face uh, because I feel like I'm going to be doing that the whole time. So blanket compliment to your ability to hold strong and true in the face of bullshit. Are you saying you question the motives and values of these multi-billion dollar companies, Michael? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. We shall continue. Press onward. <laughs> That is why our early drafts of the new OGL included the provisions they did. That draft language was provided to content creators and publishers so their feedback could be considered before anything was finalized. In addition to language allowing us to address discriminatory and hateful conduct and clarifying what types of products the OGL covers, our drafts included loyalty language designed to apply to large corporations attempting to use OGL content. It was never our intent to impact the vast majority of the community. The only thing that is true about that statement was I definitely don't think that it was an actual leak. Uh, I think that it was purposely leaked so that they can, hey, how does this look to people? Oh, oh, okay. We'll step back. It's the the testing the waters sort of principle, so to speak. That's the only thing I would say has been true about this whole thing uh, is that they're like, you know, we put it, you know, to some people to see their thoughts like, Maybe they originally pretended that it was just towards these big publishers, but I definitely think they wanted the community to respond to it. Is you know, just... it was never our intention to shoot ourselves in the foot. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I specifically don't believe that this was a draft at all. Um, no. In in the leak, um, and other people have reported on it, and I was going to comment on that report later. But they confirmed that publishers were given NDAs to attend that meeting. And when oh. they got to that meeting, they were given contracts to sign with sweetheart deals told, and told that if they didn't sign this one and they waited to sign when it was released to the public, they would have a higher royalty structure than they would with what they were presenting at that time. Oh, that's like super shady. It's like either sign it now or going, going, gone. Yeah, and you don't send out contracts with drafts. You just don't. Yeah, it's interesting, too, because they mentioned in the second paragraph that you read, I think they used the word draft twice, right? So they're they're really emphasizing the fact that it was a draft, you know, uh, by by making sure to mention it multiple times. Yeah, just just a draft, guys. This is, you know, why are you getting so serious about yeah, that? Yeah, oh, yeah. three times. There you go. Yeah, yeah three we, times. We then. haven't released yeah. it yet. It's like, it's, guys, it's this, this wasn't even the real thing. This was just like, you know, we threw some ideas on some paper here. I mean, it's just a draft. You guys know drafts. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's all good. You know, I mean, they made oh. the eraser for a reason, guys. They just called it. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> I, yeah, no, I agree with you. I definitely think that that was what they were going to like say. And then, like, oh, if they had to change it, if people were, you know, getting hot and bothered by it, then, oh, yeah, no, it was always a draft. Ignore the fact that it said final document, you know, on there or any of that. You know? <laughs> this contract is legally binding. Like, yeah, no, we, that's just how we label all of our documents, you know, that's yeah. just in case. Please, you know, yeah, cover our bases. Yeah. Um, you'll love this next sentence. Um, However, it is clear from the reaction that re-rolled a one. It has become clear that it is no longer that. possible to fully achieve 
three the all three goals while staying true to our principles. So here's what we're doing. The next OGL will contain the provisions that allow us to protect and cultivate the inclusive environment we're trying to build and specify that it covers only content for TTRPGs. That means that other expressions such as educational and charitable campaigns, live streams, cosplay, VTT uses, etc., will remain unaffected by any OGL update. Content already released under 1.0a will also remain unaffected. Oh, so they're not even consolidating from three to two or sorry three to one they're now consolidating three to two they're not even removing anything that falls under fourth edition i.e the one a that's really interesting well i mean it makes sense that this way anybody that already had something up and running they're basically saying hey it's going to be business as usual for you right because no changes to you so it's really just changes for new people going forward essentially you're grandfathering people in well, they only said that for 1A, which falls under... Oh, no, I'm sorry. 1A is 5th edition. So, yes, like, this you're right, you're right. Taldori Reborn, it was published under 1A. It'll con- continue to be under yeah. 1A. Yes. So the new one will not affect this particular book. Yeah, so you're, yeah, you're just I, grandfathering people in. So that makes sense. And at least that... I, I guess that's to, you know... Uh, stop the fear in people that were already operating like hey don't worry it's you know business as usual no changes no changes i'm guessing i just think it's odd that they include uh charitable campaigns and live streams and vtt uses because in the section that i read to you about what is included and what isn't it already said that those weren't under an ogl and wouldn't be affected so it's like why are you mentioning that they won't be affected here <laughs> they forgot which draft they were on what's also interesting to me that they're still they're still saying that a new OGL is coming. Like, you know, it's not like, Oh, well, you know, this was just something we were testing out. Don't worry, guys, we're going to stick with the original one. It's worked for 23 years. We'll just continue on. It's like money though. Well, yeah, exactly. It's like, no, there's still an OGL coming a new one. And it's still going to have changes. We just, yeah, we just don't know what those changes are going to be, which is very fascinating, especially since they took some time to uh, pause before they release a statement. I would understand a little bit more if they said, hey, sorry for the delay in response. We're sorry because, you know, these are the three goals, blah, blah, all the bullshit they already said. <clears throat> but also, uh, we've we've actually crafted what the new uh, draft, you know, the second pass of the next OGL is. And here it is, guys. So what do you think of this one? Um, instead, it's just like, oh, there's still a mystery OGL coming. We know you didn't like the draft that got leaked. So we're scrapping that. There's a mystery one coming. But but we're not going to tell you what it is. Just trust us; it'll all be okay. Yeah, it's probably going to be the same thing. Maybe some words are changed. Maybe it's not as bad. But they're going to wait until this thing blows over, and the next controversy or the next tenth controversy comes on, and they're like, "Oh, everyone has forgotten about this because uh, people have the attention span of a dying of a dead goldfish." Mm-hmm. So just throw it. And on they didn't there. say anything about not doing like. Um, royalties and stuff that like that. Is our next paragraph actually? Okay, it, it's a long one. It's a big one. Yeah, <laughs> let's 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 react because I feel like let's just let her say her whole thing. Maybe call bullshit, uh, yeah. or maybe truth because <laughs> I feel like most of this is going to be bullshit, except for like maybe one or two sentences that might be construed as true. Maybe probably, um. Because uh, I'm I'm just gonna flat out say that most of this is gonna be bullshit. Yeah, I feel like I'm on time. like one of those like uh little like clips there with like the Steve Harvey Family Feud thing where like people are buzzing the thing before he finishes the question. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> naked grandma, naked what now? Sorry, <laughs> one of my favorite clips from that show. They they do go on to say what it will not contain is any royalty structure. It will also not can not include the license back provision that some people were afraid was a means for us to steal work. That thought never crossed our minds. Under any new, <laughs> sorry, continue. We just explicitly it said we were going to take work and we mind. were going to own it. We explicitly said we were going to own all your work, but it never crossed our mind that we would actually own it. Just because you said, or just because you rolled a crit twenty on our on your insight check, doesn't mean that we weren't untrue. To our nat one on deception. Yeah. Um. 
It says, under any new OGL, uh, you will own the content you create. We won't. Any language we put down will be crystal clear and unequivocal on that point. The license back language was intended to protect us and our partners from creators who will incorrectly allege that we steal their work simply because of coincidental similarities. As we continue to invest in the game that we love and move forward with partnerships in film, television, and digital games, that risk is simply too great to ignore. The new OGL will contain provisions to address that risk, but we will do it without a license back and without suggesting we have rights to the content you create. Your ideas and imagination are what makes this game special, and that belongs to you. I love that. Without suggesting, as if the first past was just as, oh, it was this, you read it wrong. I yeah. guess it suggested that we might own your stuff, but that's not actually what it said. Yeah, no, it, that's I, explicitly what it said. So it wasn't a suggestion. You straight up said it. <laughs> we definitely went back to the Victorian era because there's a lot of gaslighting going on here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the next part fucking kills me. I don't know if I can keep a straight face or not be sassy about it. I, so. I feel like you can be sassy since we already have ascertained that the whole thing is essentially bullshit. bullshit so by all means, be as sassy as you want. Sass away. A couple of last thoughts. First, we won't be able to release the new OGL today because we need to make sure we get it right, but it is coming. Second, you're going to hear people say that they won and we lost because making your voices heard forced us to change our plans. Those people will only be half right. They won (laughs) and so did we. Yeah, I, I saw that. I saw that line of the thing before. And it confused me because I'm like, what does that mean? Like, they won and so did we. Like, how how did you win? Did you see the second, it was the se- or second or third Thor where um, they're on the other planet in the fighting ring and um, Jeff Goldblum's in it? Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's yeah, um, I've seen it. Ragnarok. Yeah, Ragnarok. So the scene where they start the riot and then jeff goldblum's character falls out of the pod and is just like you did it guys you won the riots like yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> we yeah. all are winners because <laughs> if you don't have someone to riot against like what are you rioting for that sentence reminds me of that whole scene it yeah, really that, does oh that is such a good analogy i love that that is Man. Well done. I, it's it's a shame that that's when I stopped watching, so I don't really know what happened to him, to this character, <laughs> but I assume that he just, like, everything just, you know, went out perfectly fine. They, you know, he went on his merry way, right? I think he mutated into a fly. Yeah. Ooh, good yeah. reference. Good reference. <laughs> no, so, yeah, but I mean, it's, it's super interesting because it's such a, like, it's like, oh, you'll hear people saying they won because they they forced, you know, or like they made sure your voices were heard. And so they were right in that they won. And it's like, okay, so you admit that people doing this helped people's voices get heard. But then when you say, but so did we, it's like, well, how? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Well, they, they go on because... to explain that oh, in the oh. next paragraph. How they oh, think fuck, I they did won. it again. Damn it. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I, I, that, that sentence. Like, they're only halfway. We won, so do we. Um, They go on to say, our plan was always to solicit the input of our community before any update to the OGL. The drafts you've seen were attempting to do just that. We want to always (laughs) delight fans and create experiences together that everybody loves. Sorry, everyone loves. That's not the word they used. Uh, We realized we did not do that this time, and we are sorry for that. Our goal was to get exactly the type of feedback on which provisions worked and which did not, which we ultimately got from you. Any change this major could only have been done well if we were willing to take feedback, no matter how it was provided, so we are. Thank you for caring enough to let us know what works and what doesn't, what you need, and what scares you. Without knowing that, we can't do our part to make the new OGL match our principles. Finally, we'd appreciate the chance to make this right. We love D&D's devoted players and creators who take them on so many incredible adventures. We won't let you down. Oh my god. <laughs> Again. So so they were pretty much saying like, oh, we were planning on doing this. We were planning on letting everyone know, you know, two, three days before we like release it. Sure, yeah, why not? The leak just, you know, it sped up the timetables. Oh, no. Oh, you know, That's what are we going to do? the best they could do with eight days of prep time to come in to craft their uh, their statement. The best they could come up with after you know, eight days was that. You know what, Hasbro? Hire us. 
We'll be your new PR team because we, we come can up spin with spin anything. That's yeah. right. I was already playing Devil's Advocate for you in the start. You, come on, yeah. Hasbro. Yeah, you you want you want a res? Just listen to this podcast, and that is a perfect resume for why we are a better PR than whatever whoever. That's Joe right. From accounting, you decided to hire on for a second job. And you found yourself in a kerfuffle, and you need to pull the wool over the people's eyes. You want to disinform the people? Hire the Disinformed <gasps> Podcast. Ooh, done. Sold. Disinformed PR team. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah, there's just straight up lies that are provable throughout this. If you've seen that document, it had an effective date of the 13th. You don't put an effective date on a draft. You don't send out a draft to publishers and content creators with NDAs and contracts. You I don't just, say that I... you're going to release it to the public for consideration when there's when it's two... already in effect like why would the public's yeah. consideration mean anything to you when you're like it goes into effect on this day like it's, it's bad and they, like if if they, they thought that one. we were an obstacle to their money before like we are uh, now people uh, are jumping ship and other publishers are making it easy to do it like paizo put out discount codes other publishers put out discount codes on their stuff um there's people hosting like learn to play pathfinder because it is a more complicated system yeah it's it's i could i i always considered uh i always called pathfinder version one uh D 3.75 because it was a continuation of 3.5 uh yeah Mm-hmm. I mean, it, that's what people wanted. That's why it was created because the other choice was a super watered down, super simplified version for Fourth. Uh, which I mean, I liked Fourth as a great way to get people into D anD D. Sure, but like that's not what people that have been playing for decades wanted, you know. And they wanted something new. They were promised something new, and then it's like, ah, oh, you know, here's. Baby's first D and D, baby's first pen. Baby's first, baby's first D and D campaign. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, that, that that as someone that has played several campaigns from Fourth E, I could say without a doubt, three point five was way more complicated, and it was great because I was probably the most experienced, which isn't saying much out of my D and D groups in college that played Fourth E, and uh, everyone was able to understand it perfectly well because it was for dummies. <laughs> so. Like that's not even the the end of it. Like I said, like every something new comes out oh, about this goodness. every single day. So there was another leak from an employee on the sixteenth regarding Wizards of the Coast plan for one D and D and D and D beyond moving forward that included a thirty dollar a month price tag with significantly <laughs> less features for lower priced tiers. And AI is coming back again with AI Dungeon Masters. So, what the fuck? Like, the highest tier right now is $6. They want to make it $30 a month for nothing extra, for just the highest tier how it is now. So, I I can picture what happened in this meeting, especially with the AI DM. So, this guy is sitting there. He takes this longest rip from a bomb, like the biggest rip no one has ever seen like man you know what slows this game up having people having people tell you what's happening in the game what if we were to create this 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 computer program right follow me follow me this computer program that you know whenever you do something to it it reacts you know um um you know where and we can even we can even go a step further like instead of it just telling you like uh in text or audio format let's have this whole game in some sort of or this 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 pen and paper in this like virtual space you know where you can actually see this character where you can see your character and you can customize it you know as much as you want and you have all these weapons and everything's calculated by this computer right and and you interact with the game with with, with this pen and paper sorry with this pen and paper blowing my uh, mind man uh, and 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 the dm <laughs> is is the computer isn't that like the craziest and idea the bomb just had. goes around the yeah. table yeah yeah exactly everyone else takes a big rip and they're like whoa man you're so smart why make people like the make the computer do everything yeah that's 
And they'll call it Neverwinter Nights. I well, I think that's always been. <laughs> that I think that's always been the biggest criticism of D anD D is is just the people, the fact that you have to play with other people, right? I mean, that's. <laughs> <laughs> the best part of D and D, like it, it blows no, exactly, my mind exactly. that they're trying to remove people from the game, yeah, because... especially the DM. Like, yeah, the... No, we can we Cause... can do it even better. I, I I hold on, I gotta I gotta set better. We can add other people, so you can have other people from around the world, like a massive amount of people, a massively like multiplayer like online experience where they all interact with this AI DM. And we could call it a, like a role-playing game, like an RPG, but like, uh, what did I just say? A, a ma- like massively multiplayer online, like an MMORPG. I don't think anyone has come up with the idea. <laughs> so, like, Michael, when did you start working for Wizards of the Coast? And when were you going to tell us? Because uh, this is like verbatim of what came out of a meeting, I think. Uh, well, let's just say that um, one of those leaks was certainly me. <laughs> <laughs> Plot twist. Um so yeah, after the $30 price tag came out, even more people are like, yeah, I'm going to cancel my subscription. And then that's when some, um, who was it that originally reported this? I have the uh, the article somewhere, but I can't find the name of who originally reported it. That, but that is when it's got reported that 40,000 plus people had already like said bye to their okay. subscription. And then more talks are coming of boycotting the D&D movie because as much as they need the D&D Beyond subscriptions to not bleed out, they also need that movie to do well because there are big actors in it. I'm sure it costs a pretty penny to make. And if it flops, then I have a a feeling the shareholders at Hasbro are not going to be happy. Well, not just that, but if memory serves correct from what I was reading, I think they're hoping that this will be like the start of like its own cinematic universe where they'll be able to build Uh, a bunch of stuff off of this. So it's not even like they need it to succeed as a one-off, but they're really hoping that this jumpstarts an entire franchise of movies. So we need it to go the way of The Mummy. Got it. With Tom Cruise. Not Brendan Fraser. Absolutely phenomenal person. But yeah. The Brendan Fraser's The Mummy uh, was my sexual awakening, just so everybody knows. I know you guys were talking about that. You know what? Someone mentioned sexual awakening on one of the episodes. I was like, <laughs> that's where my first my first thought went was the mummy. <laughs> See, for me, it was actually the Scorpion King. And it was the CGI that was my sexual awakening. Mm, that explains rock, so much like, about you. <laughs> it was weird it's science for me beautiful cgi glory oh i mean weird science is absolutely beautiful uh, an yeah. absolutely phenomenal piece of of media but if no, only the, i could code well enough to create that genie <laughs> if only i can code well enough to cgi the rock into a scorpion body <laughs> oh. okay so going back to what you wanted michael with the predictions uh what do you think? What do you think is going to happen, I guess? So I, the best word I can use, and it's probably not a great word to use, but balkanization. I honestly feel like it's this is going to be the start of D&D. Like, pro, like, we'll probably still see the act of it being called D&D, sure. But just like Q-tips, just like Kleenex, sure. But I think people are going to be getting the, I don't want to say knockoff brand, that would belittle the actions of these Great value brand? (laughs) Yes, we're going to see the other ones that people will still call Q-tips, but they're not. They're cotton swabs. You know, they're still going to call Kleenex. Kleenex, they're not. They're, you know, cotton tissues, like, or whatever. Like, people are still going to call these other things D&D because, like, we don't, like, are you going to call them out pen and paper? For the people that know what that is, sure, but like I think everyone is going to start calling these other new and exciting role playing games uh, as like they call it D and D, and that's the umbrella term. They're not referring to Dungeons and Dragons. There, that is the role playing D and D game, right? Because people aren't creative with coming up with terms or words or anything like that. Also, I, TTRPG just doesn't roll off the tongue quite as nice as D and D does. Exactly. Although I do like saying TT. TT TTs love me some TTs. Mm. <laughs> um, yes, uh, <laughs> TNA RPG. Let's go. 
but anyway, like that's what I feel like. It's going to splinter. We're going to see this like kind of not, a renaissance of sorts where we have all these people that are like, you know what, instead of like not necessarily being under the yoke of, of D&D, but instead of relying on D&D and everything that came with it, now they were going to have the freedom to do what they want. Yes, they kind of have to, but they're going to create these other more unique, more beautiful things. Like we're going to see a lot more shadow runs of sorts to kind of just like be that kind of person, just say a smaller, but still recognizable, a role-playing game, right? We're going to see a lot more of those, but in the fantasy setting, because we, we already have seen that in a lot of other uh, genres, like, you know, uh, uh, science fiction or even like science fantasy, like with, you know, Shadowrun, we're going to see that a lot more with uh, fantasy. So we'll have probably a lot more low fantasy, a lot more high fantasy, a lot more realistic fantasy, a lot more medieval things. Anything that would fit under this umbrella term of fantasy, I feel like we're going to start seeing these other things poke out of the woodwork. So you think the... The actual D and D like brand is going to shrink in its market share. Yes. Um, How much do you not, think? Maybe by. I wouldn't know. Um, I would say that it will substantially because, like, it's when when your whole business model relies on a community, and you have shafted this community so hard. I don't even want to use sexual innuendo to describe it. Uh, which is surprising given me and my proclivities. But when you burn what feels like every single bridge between yourselves and the community, this community is full of so many creative people that the only, I would argue the only main reason why a lot of people use D&D was because it was already made. Like why, and I mentioned this before, why reinvent the wheel when you already are given the wheel? But now that the wheel is behind a paywall, now the wheel has been given to you by someone that slaps your face every time you try and talk about the wheel or something like that. My analogy is going, getting away from me, but now you're not in a position where the wheel is freely given or you don't want that wheel. You're going to create your own wheel, right? Yeah, there will be groups and people that like will fail. There will be someone that comes up with a square wheel. Sure, whatever. But I feel like by the time this is settled, we are going to see a renaissance of way other way more unique, way more interesting role-playing games. And we already were kind of seeing that with these one-offs that we've played with these other board games. Like, we've had this board game renaissance going on, and I feel like now the the pen and paper uh, role-playing games are going to now be merged into it to where we're going to see a bunch. Will there be a, a D&D killer? Probably not. D&D will still be here. D&D has that, you know, the the inertia behind it. It's been going on for close to 50 years. Sure. But I feel like it's going to lose in its importance. Nothing will ever topple it, but other people been around for 50 years. Exactly. It's just like any time an MMORPG came out and they're like, Oh, this is the wow killer. This is the wow killer. Nothing is toppled. Wow. It's still around. I know people that play it a lot, Um, but it's not as culturally, important it's only important now to the people that are involved with it you don't hear people talking about world of warcraft nowadays if you go back even 10 15 years like world of warcraft was way more in the cultural zeitgeist than it is today and i feel like that is what is going to happen with dnd it's still going to have you know people still like if anyone has played an mmorpg they've most certainly have heard of wow and there will still be you know the effects of wow like one thing I still see when I play video games nowadays is the rarity system for loot drops for anything, any kind of game. You always have white is common, green is uncommon, blue is rare. Uh, if I recall correctly, purple is like epic. ultra rare. Yeah, epic. And then orange is like the, the legendary. And that was started from World of Warcraft as far as I'm aware. And so, yeah, it still will have its influence and everything like that. But you won't get as much people outside of it paying attention to it. I like your faith in humanity. I think, I think I am much more pessimistic for just in my outlook on humanity in general, I guess, because I tend to lean towards 
this is a flash in the pan. You know, it's definitely got people upset now. It's in the headlines now. And I think six months from now, it'll just be things the way they were, you know, in the at the end of November, right? I think that this will be a brief blip in D&D's income. You know, and I think a lot of the people that, it, let's say 40,000 subscribers did drop, I think a lot of them will probably come back. Um, you know, I think this is like a momentary outrage, like, ah, oh, screw this, you know, and then they drop it. And then it's like, oh, actually, you know, I kind of miss it. That was convenient. I, I, like, yeah, and we're all supposed to get together Saturday. So, all right, screw it. You know, here's my two ninety nine. Um, I think unless they do something significant, like, so they've come out with this statement and said, uh, hey, we're not going to do, you know, royalties or anything like that. Now, if they completely 180 that so soon after just saying, you know, hey, sorry, you know, our bad, we're not going to do it. And then they on the new OGL, they do end up instituting some sort of royalty thing. Then then everything I'm saying is off the table. But assuming that they don't do something so idiotic since they explicitly said they're not going to now, um, then I doubt. I mean, then it's really just business as usual. Like, you know, nothing major is going to change. People aren't going to have to pay royalties. They're not going to have um, their content that they're creating being owned by somebody else. So then it really is just the same as things were in, you know, last year and every other year before that since 2000. So uh, I think that, yeah, this will have upset people, but since nothing actually took effect and nothing really changed and nobody's like pockets were actually, you know, taken, dipped into and had money removed. Um, I think it'll probably just blow over and things will go back to normal. Um, I do think you're right. I mean, I think that there will be alternatives that'll pop up, but I don't think it'll actually eat into the market share uh, of D&Ds any more than it would have if this had never happened. Because um, I think alternatives would have naturally popped up. They always do. There already are alternatives out there, right? Um, so I think that would have naturally happened and they will be, you know, uh, you know, varied in popularity. Um, but I don't think that this particular incident will probably impact D&D or uh, Wizards uh, in the long run, really. Uh, and at least in my opinion, I just don't have enough faith in humanity to like stick to their uh, values yes. and say like, hey, like this, this is uh, uncalled for even because it didn't actually happen. And I think that we're all creatures of comfort and of of habit. And I think that when you're used to doing something a certain way, you know, you might get a momentary outrage, but, you know, ultimately you'll probably just go back to doing it. The only question I have is, do you think they will eventually have a modified OGL that will come out. Oh, for Whether, sure. hundred like, percent. Okay. Okay. I just, 100%. To know I just don't think that, that they'll have, I, I literally, I, they'll definitely do it. They already said they will. Um, I just don't think that there will. I think that you probably won't hear any talks of royalties for at least five years. Uh, just because they've already instituted like, Hey, we're not going to do it. And I think that if they, if they were to kick something in, you know, in the next year or even two years, it's too close to this. You got to wait. Yeah. That it would be like, what the hell? And then there could be some serious impact to them because then people might actually be like, Oh, well screw this. Like, you know, cause it's a secondary outrage, right? You've had this initial outrage. And I think if they don't do anything stupid, it'll just blow over. People go back to normal. And then maybe five years from now you come out with a royalty thing and then you know, people are like, ah, well, it was five years ago. Okay, you know, whatever, right? Like, it, they could roll it out in a smarter fashion then maybe um, if they're going to do it, um, which is why I think that they're probably not going to do anything like that in the near future. And I think that it'll all just blow over and people go back to normal because it's like anything. It's like a, you just get used to it, right? You get the new norm, right? When when a new road construction comes in, they, like, you know, create a bridge and then they, like, do tolls on it. And they might say, like, because I remember this happened in Vancouver, um, you know, they they built a new bridge, they had a toll on it, and they said, this is just a temporary toll. It's just to recoup the cost of the bridge, right? So this, you know, it, it should only take about two years to recoup the cost and it'll all be well. And then, like, 15 years later, that toll's still on there because people just get used to paying the toll, right? And so long yeah. after the toll was supposed to get removed because it was only there to recoup the cost – People are still paying it, but you just get used to paying it. You get used to that daily life and uh, and it becomes the new norm. And I think that's probably what's going to happen with this. I think people are outraged now, but it'll blow over 
and then they'll all just kind of come back and into the fold. But I just, you know, a little pessimistic that way. I'd like to think that we'd all be like, yeah, fuck them. Uh, But I suspect that we won't. Yeah, I'm not asking for you to give your best case scenario. We're predicting the future. Whether or not that's the future that you would like, that's irrelevant. That's that is what you think will happen. What about you, Jesse? Um, I'm kind of in the camp where I think that they've they've really fucked themselves. I don't foresee them recovering from this and things going back to normal 100. Um, percent I think they they'll probably get some people back, but I think the community is very strong on this point and pretty savvy and ways they can get around using D&D products. Um, D&D Beyond did release a statement today saying that they were going to release a new draft OGL to the public on or before Friday and that they will open feedback to it similar to the one D&D playtest that they're doing. Um, So we'll we'll see what happens with that. Many people are kind of taking it with a grain of salt. It's like, well, you know, this is fine and dandy. This is a nice apology and it sounds better than the first one you guys put out, but we're not taking you at your word until we see that OGL. And if it has A, B, and C in it, sure, we'll be okay with it. If A, B, and C are not in it, no. And then it's, it's 50-50. Others think it's too little too late and that the damage has been done uh, for me personally, I probably will not buy any more D&D content from Wizards of the Coast. If I do buy something, I'm going to look secondhand, like Booksman's or Zia, because that book's already been bought and purchased. Now it's just circulating. Yep, through... they, don't get, they don't get your money. Yeah, they don't get my money. Zia does. Uh, exactly. Bookman's does. Which is local totally small businesses do. Exactly. Support mm-hmm. local. I've always said that. That's why I'm a big supporter of Bad Dragon. So... <laughs> It's true. Michael does love Bad Dragon, but like, I'll continue to play 5e. I've been playtesting 1D&D. I've been getting all of those PDFs, and I don't think they're going to differ too much from the content that they put out in 2024. So if there is something in there I wanted to use, I've already gotten it for free. But (laughs) honestly, I haven't been impressed with the material that's in there. Some of the changes I don't agree with they're significantly nerf some abilities and classes and it just seems like it's not going to be fun and as a dungeon master that primarily dms for people that have never played the game i like 5e it is very streamlined it's easy to understand and help people get into the game so i i will probably continue to run those games i'm just not going to give wizard any of my money and i think a lot of other people feel the same so they like Michael said, they're not going to die out. Nothing's going to topple them. They're, they haven't given themselves a fatal mm-hmm. injury from this, but they've damaged their reputation and the trust within the community. And I think it'll be a very long while before they can get that back, if they get it back at all. Yeah, they didn't take uh, double their maximum HP and damage. So, see, I guess that rolled off just like the crit <laughs> fail on their their thing. So there you go. I. <laughs> I like. I, I really do hope that you guys are right. Uh, I like your guys' outlook more, and I think it. I think where I'm coming from probably is more just like of self reflection. There, like you know, you're saying like, "Oh, I'm not going to give them any more of my money," right? And I think that that is a great, con- you know, conviction, right? Like you're saying, like, "Here's my belief. I'm going to stick to it, and this is why I'm gonna. I'm not going to give them the money." And then I think on my end, I'd be like, oh, but then if I don't do it, then I don't get to do this. And oh, I really enjoy it. Ah, oh, fuck it. Fine. And I think that I just would cave too easily, <laughs> like for certain things. I mean, like, yeah. but I don't know. Uh, I mean, but I mean, I feel like that's a sentiment that a lot of people would share. And that is why I think like her and I agree that it's not dead. D and D isn't going to just disappear. There's going to be a lot of people that are like, well, yeah, I don't want, to start anything new like i'll admit like i didn't want to learn pathfinder because i knew that that was an entirely new system so will i continue using 5e probably i mean if my group i'm not the dm of my group if my dm declares that we're using a different system then i'll suck it up and do it but uh, like as it stands yeah will i give them any more of my money no 
I mean, I haven't given them money in years. I don't plan on <laughs> changing that at all. So I'm going to give them as much money as I have yeah, for the they, last they, year. <laughs> ever since I like looked at a Dungeon Master's Guide and saw that it was like 45 bucks or something like that. It's $50. <sighs> Unless you get it on sale. Amazon does sales every once in a while. The fourth edition Dungeon Master's Guide is rated at $35. So how's that for inflation, y'all? Are you both going to go see the movie and watch the TV show when it's all released? No, I was going to um, boycott that movie primarily because Jeremy Irons isn't in it. And I know that Jeremy Irons was in one of the bad D&D movies from like the 90s. The early 2000s, was late it early 90s. 2000s? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somewhere so, in there. Um, I have one of, I'm one of those weird people that will boycott any D&D um, movies that come out if they do not have Jeremy Irons. Now, if I do find out that he is in it, I will boycott it for another reason. <laughs> but as it so stands, not going. Period. Gotcha. I'm not going. Period. But that is my reason that I will tell people if they ask me why. They're like, "Oh, you like D and D? Why?" Because Jeremy Irons isn't in it, and he's a phenomenal person. I shit. I loved his. I loved his acting in Aragon, and I did. I despise the movie because I love the books. He was still phenomenal. Brom. I'll just put that out there. Anyone has a disagreement with it. Uh, they can tell me in the comments, but <laughs> I even got the video game, which everyone knows because oh. people did point that out in earlier podcast episodes. So there you go. Jeremy Irons is a fantastic fantasy uh, uh, actor. So fight me. <laughs> um, will you be going to the movie and TV show? <laughs> Jesse? All I will say is that there are ways to watch movies and TV shows <laughs> without going to the theater. With your own little black flag? Yar. Yes. <laughs> Raise the flag, hoist the colors, and I'll leave it at that. If you really want to see the movie, there are ways to do it without going to the theater. Totally agree. And I think uh, that's Streaming is how the, I will also be seeing it. Yeah. yeah. And as far as like the TV show goes, like, I didn't even know there was a TV show, to be perfectly honest. There's other D&D TV shows that I have more interest in, like The Legend of Vox Machina, that is content that I find more interesting than anything was that's officially D&D branded. I wasn't like fully behind the movie to begin with anyway. It was one of those things where I wasn't even planning on seeing it in theaters. Um, if they put it like on HBO Max or something later, I might watch it there but I'm not spending money to go see it or buy it on Blu-ray or DVD. But yeah, yeah. There, there's other D&D related content that I like more and would rather put my money into. Yeah, I agree. I'd probably also be seeing it in a similar fashion to the way you'll be seeing it. I don't imagine myself throwing money at it. Really, the only uh, franchise big shock that I actually throw money at is Star Trek, <gasps> even when it's the stuff that I do not care about. Like, I'm not a huge fan of, like, Discovery as an example. I still watch every episode, and I still, like, pay for Paramount Plus because I'm like, here, You're take my... Well, because yeah. I want I want to show support. I want them, yeah. when they're looking at their revenue, to be like, oh, we came out with this a new Star Trek, it. and it generated money. And uh, and I'm happy that I did that because I, like I said, wasn't a fan of Star Trek Discovery, but it was like, ugh, all right, well, here, take my money, just so you know that Star Trek is still important. And then that resulted in... Star Trek Other. Prodigy, Lower Decks, and Strange New Worlds, all of which were fantastic. Now, Picard, I was very excited about, and turns out that's garbage, so that's unfortunate. Oof. But uh, yeah, I was so excited for it. That was the one that I was looking forward to most, and terribly disappointing. But I have hopes for the third season. But uh, that's a different podcast for a different day. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I agree. I'd probably also be hoisting the black flag there for the D&D stuff. And a lot of people are going back to that anyway with the millions of streaming services that are coming out. So I know everything is like, you know, like, what is it? Peacock and Paramount Plus and HBO and Netflix and Hulu and Disney and ESPN. It's just, oh, my goodness. It's too much. I have my three standards. I have Netflix, Hulu and Disney Plus. And then I borrow HBO Max from a friend. They have. They made a profile for me. So <laughs> nice. Yeah, I've got Hulu, Disney, ESPN because it's part of the bundle. I don't actually care about ESPN except for the occasional hockey game for something. Uh, and then 
uh, Paramount Plus, like I said, HBO, Netflix. And even the only Netflix is, is on thin ice with me, especially after what's happening with The Witcher. Mm-hmm. Liam freaking Hemsworth replacing. Well, but I mean, no. I, well, I I agree with the exception of that a lot of people weren't sure how you know Henry would do when he first took the role either, and then he like crushed it. So I'm trying to hold that hope that way in terms of like, well, I don't know. I was a little doubtful when he took it, and then he nailed it. So maybe Hemsworth will do that too. Like I don't want to be too judgmental till I see it because I am like super like, oh, that wasn't a good idea. I was never in doubt of Henry, but I have ulterior motives for that. <laughs> <laughs> your second sexual awakening yes he's, he's a massive nerd i like he understands the source material like, yeah doesn't he, he he like engages with a lot of different material like that isn't he like also warhammer 40k guy that's well? what he's gonna be doing now yeah, yeah he's a super nerd he built yeah. his own computers he's like a walking witcher encyclopedia yeah. so i i feel like yeah it i I didn't know any of that, but if I knew that going in, I would have known that he would have done fine. That guy got royally screwed, though, because I think he left The Witcher because of the Superman stuff, didn't he? Isn't that the main reason why? There was was some... There's been back and forth about it. Like Some people are speculating that he had some problematic behavior on set with some female co-workers. Um, some people think it was because of Superman, but originally he was behind and committed to the Witcher. So he said, I'll do all seven seasons as long as they stick to the story. So then some people were thinking that they veered away from the source material and he was just like, nah, fam, not happening. There, there's a lot of different theories about that. And I really hope it's not that first theory. I have a little trouble. I mean, I don't want not to, maybe I sound inappropriate here, but it is it is almost difficult for me to believe that the first one could be the case if only because of it being him because i mean like i don't even play for that team but i got to say if he like made any advancements towards me i'd probably be considering it <laughs> i'd be like well you know i don't play for that team but uh you are you like i do now <laughs> yeah exactly it's like for you and that was his sexual so it's like kind of hard for me to believe that he could have any sort of inappropriate advances cuz when it's coming from him it always seems appropriate <laughs> Oh, goodness. Um, I feel like that is the best way to end. Um, also, because we are at three, uh, almost three and a half hours. Uh, I'm very sorry. It, it was a big topic. This is perfect, though. That That's amazing top, like amazing content. Like it was good discussion. I enjoyed every second of it. Thank you, uh, Jesse, for, you know, just, just making a fantastic, you know, just telling us all this important information. Because I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, even if you aren't a D&D player uh, or or any sort of role-playing member or person like that, like, this is still important stuff because, you know, it's always good to know um, when these organizations, these companies that control a lot of the media that we consume, or in what I mean media, I don't mean mainstream media, I mean, like, content. <laughs> Like, the actual things that we enjoy, like books, games, movies, whatever, it's always good to keep a check on them to make sure that they don't try and, gra- like, steal more money from us than is, you know, necessary to keep them running. Yeah, so. and I think I think it's important, too, because people always think that, well, you know, my dollar won't make a difference. My voice won't make a difference. It's not going to change anything. And obviously it did. They the community came together and caused them to backpedal in a very big mm-hmm. way. And whether or not they, they stick to that backpedaling remains to be seen. But um, well, I think it'll be up to the community to make sure that they continue to hold their feet to the fire and make sure that they, you know, stick to what they said they'd do. If they can do that, that's awesome. And I think that's important for people to see because it's especially in other communities like, the art community and what everything that's going on with AI there, that could be a whole episode in itself that there is a lawsuit going through finally, but that's because people didn't stop talking about it. They were advocating for themselves and other artists. And I think we need to see more stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think what I appreciated most was the like passion you have for the subject. 
um, I think it really came through, like in the discussion itself. Uh, I know that you know all of us have played D and haven't played in a lot longer than I would Here prefer. Yeah, so it's been a long time for me. So, um, but even just being aware of it and having some past with it, it reignited like some of that passion in me. Just seeing how passionate you are about it, and I think that. Um, that's Go right. play yeah, D&D. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that that's like Teach the best thing. Teach your friends or your kids. Yeah, I know I that's think... what Shane's brother did. He just wrangled his girls into playing Tensions and Trekking. Oh, nice. Yeah. But I think that's honestly the best thing to uh, to say is that, you know, like your passion really shone through. And, uh, and I appreciate that. So thank you for taking the time to educate us and share your passion with us. Thank you. I enjoyed doing it. Again, it is a, a big interest of mine, and I will talk about it forever until I die. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And I believe that is going to close the cover on this stellar installment of the Disinformed Podcast. We thank you all for being here as per usual. There's a link tree down in the show notes that you can go to if you want to find all of our irrelevant or relevant socials. And you can follow us there. And please, if you haven't already, uh, subscribe to the show. It helps us out. And of course, it gets new episodes winging your way every lovely Monday morning as soon as they hit the airwaves. And then, of course, if you could like, subscribe, rate, and review, we would love to hear from you. And beyond that, we hope that you have a wonderful week and so for the disinformed podcast this week i'm shane and i'm michael, I'm, michael. <laughs> I'm jesse and zippity zoop we're out of here